In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. What I'm thinking of right now is what wondrous love that Jesus has for us, and he calls us all together, and we share that love. And that's what it's all about, being brought together in the warmth of his embrace, and that this is the center. This is the center. Courtney, as you receive your first communion, this is the center of our lives, staying close to the altar, that great love that Jesus loves us so much. And so I just want to welcome everybody here today. I want to welcome grandparents and Godfather Matt. Grandparents, some flying all the way from the East Coast to be here today, Kimberly's parents. And it's just beautiful and it's wonderful that you're here. So to start out with, as we celebrate today, I want to talk about the Eucharist. And I want to talk about the first and the greatest Eucharistic miracle that was ever recorded in the church, besides the wedding, the going back, and uh, the Last Supper. So it was in the 700s, so it was a long time ago, in Lanciano, Italy. So that's about two and a half hours southeast of Rome. So it's about two and a half hours away. And there was this priest there. He's a brother priest. He's one of our brother priests. And he was celebrating Mass, but he didn't really know if this was Jesus he was doubting that uh, as he celebrated Mass and he prayed the words of consecration that, that that would become Jesus. So he was doubting that and questioning, and then a great miracle happened. Actually, so, like today, you know, this is not a consecrated host. So if I kind of just dropped it like that, probably not a big deal. But as this host becomes Jesus, then we treat that with a special reverence and we remember that Jesus becomes part of that host. And then when we receive Jesus, we all become very special, and we have to treat everybody and everything really specially. But he didn't know if this was just maybe a cracker, like this Ritz cracker, and it really didn't mean anything. He could just drop it and throw it around. It really wouldn't matter. Or if it was going to be Jesus, and we wanted to hold him in the utmost care and concern. So as he was celebrating, a miracle happened, and actually the host turned into human flesh. And the wine, it turned into the precious blood of Jesus. And this is incredible, Courtney. It turned into like five of these little droplets. They were kind of solid droplets, but they were still liquid. And the amazing thing is that they were different sizes. So they're different sizes of droplets, but they all weigh the same amount. And then if you put them all together on the same scale, it weighed the same amount as if one. And then if you just put two or three, you put it on a scale, and they did this, and they scientifically prove it, it all weighed the same weight. It was all the same weight. It was just amazing, like all these different things, and God can do that. He can make us one. So that's what this priest experienced, and you know when he experienced all this, you know what he said? He was crying, he was joyful. You know what he said? He said, come to the altar. He said, come to the altar. It was during mass, and this changed into the, the bread and wine of the body and blood, and everybody came and looked at it right there in the middle of Mass. It was so amazing and so wonderful. And that's what we celebrate today as we celebrate what Jesus is going to do for us. Is it going to be like appearing like human flesh and the droplets of blood? We believe that that's really what it is after we pray that Jesus changes it by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the first reading today, we have just Jeremiah, and he's a prophet. You know what he's telling the people to do? He's saying, come back to God follow him because when you don't follow him life's not going to go well for you it's going to be very difficult and you're not going to be happy so when during the middle of this jeremiah says hey there's all this difficulty and trouble around me and courtney and all of us we got to remember life there's trouble sometimes it's difficult 
and you know that. And so that's the real part of life. But what he says in the middle of it, Jeremiah says, the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. So we always want to remember that. And how to remember that? We come to the Eucharist and Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, that the Lord is always with us. And he's like a mighty champion. He's like, boom, 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 boom. You know, he's a champion. He boom, 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 boom. And he knocks out death. He goes, bam, you're done. You know, I'm better. I'm greater than that. And he's like a victorious champion. So we always have to remember that. And then in the gospel, we read about the people were talking about St. John the Baptist. They were starting to believe what he said about Jesus. And you know what they said about John the Baptist? They said, everything that he said is true. Everything is true. And that's what we believe about the Eucharist. Everything that we say about the Eucharist is true. So, Courtney, as you celebrate your first communion day, we know that Jesus is a champion yeah, life is difficult, but Jesus is a victorious champion, and everything he says is true. He gives us love. He gives us peace. He gives us joy. He forgives our sins. And what's the biggest thing, Courtney, that he does for us? He gives us, what does he give us? What? He gives us life. He gives us heaven, and he gives us eternal life. So we celebrate that this day. And just the last thing, want to talk about is the heart of Jesus. So when you receive Jesus in the Eucharist, you get to receive his heart. But it's not like some small heart that goes into your heart, but his heart is bigger than you. And it's bigger than me. And it's bigger than us. It's that big of a heart that it's just going to cover you and wrap you each and every day of your life. And the more we go to the Eucharist and stay close to the Eucharist, then we are able to experience that. Now I'm going to shift a little bit to grandma and grandpas and to your godfather and to your mom and dad. Now, your grandparents didn't fly from the East Coast to the West Coast today to say, oh, Courtney, you have a beautiful dress. You do have a beautiful dress, and that's part of it. But grandma, that's not the heart of it, right? The heart of it is the heart of Jesus, that you get to receive the heart of Jesus, and they want to be there on this most special day, this greatest gift that we have in our faith. They fly clear across the country. And then I wanna talk about mom and dad. Mom and dad, I just honor you. And I wanna set you as an example for this whole world, for all to see that you're giving Courtney what you can never give her on your own. And you're giving her Jesus. And all she wants is to have her know that she has Jesus, she has forgiveness, love, and joy. And eternal life, heaven, amen? It's heaven. And that life will never end. And you know something about the bread and wine that changed in the body and blood at Lanciano? It never got worse, it never got less, it never got destroyed. It never, they say, corrupted. It always stayed that way. And it was exposed to the air, it didn't have any special preservatives, it was out in the air. That only can happen with God, because everything else would go bad. You know, like milk goes bad, it'd go bad if it's out for a little bit. Well, after a little while, but it's intact, and it's still flesh and blood. Type AB, it's type AB blood, human blood. Just amazing. So God does that. But these parents are leading their children to the Eucharist, to Jesus. I'm so proud of you, and I love you guys so much. You make my priesthood worth it. So thank you and all, and all your love. It's awesome.
Wednesday afternoons, this family goes into our adoration chapel and they pray together. They try, they do the best they can. Sometimes things are flying. Rosaries might be not totally intact. The doors might be opening to see the mechanics of the doors, but they're there. And you're doing the most important thing you can do as parents. St. John Paul the Great said this, there's nothing more important than you can do than to get your children in Eucharistic love. So thank you for being that example. And we have to ask, is the Eucharist just a Ritz cracker or is it Jesus? And we know it's Jesus. And we are praying that you know that, that real love, uh, that love that is uh, so powerful and will never go bad. It will never go bad like the milk or never go bad like other things once they're exposed to the air that it will always be there because his life is forever and ever. Amen? And that's good news. It's all good. And remember his heart. His heart's so big that it covers you, covers mom and dad, covers us all in this church, covers everybody in the world. There's that song. Remember that? I don't know if you heard that song, Courtney. You are bigger than the air I breathe. The air is, you know, think about all the air in the world, and God's bigger than that. And God is love. So let's remember, there will be trouble, there'll be difficult times, but the Lord is with us. And he's a mighty champion, and everything he says is true. You know what he says to you in the Eucharist? He says, Courtney, I love you. I love you. You are mine, I am yours, and you will never be outside of my embrace. And my mother Mary is with you, and my foster father St. Joseph is with you, and they will take care of you as your family leads you to that holy family and to that love, always, always in love with you. Amen? This is our faith. This is the faith of the church. We are proud to profess it in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.